torch flaming. We burn so sweet, the thrill of victory, the agony defeat. We crush slow, flaming deluxe slow. Poor judgment day coming. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spilling the one and twos. 877-374-7463. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. All right, and we've been broadcasting from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. All right, so let's keep it moving. Um, yeah, but that's that's my that's my Jets rant for now. It's it's not going to turn into a 49er thing like it did on the show. Trust me. Just proceed. I just had to get that off because I'm like, man, everybody, like, are we not watching the same league here? And I love Robert Sala, but I'm like, okay, Sauce, I get it. They lost their running back last year. But Zach, they didn't throw him in the trunk, man. And to me, you know, I think all Zach needs is a little bit of maturity and he needs quarterback rehabilitation and basically going somewhere else. If I'm really looking at – he might not be my fix now, but I've got to look at the Jets and I've got to see how bad do they really want to get, especially if they land Derek Carr – or they trade for Aaron Rodgers. How bad do they really want to keep Zach? I've got to entertain giving up maybe a third rounder for Zach. I'm, I'm not ready to say Zach can't play in this league. I've seen him at BYU for the most part. This, look, I don't, I've said this a hundred times. I don't care what the sport is. Not everybody can play from New York. The kid came from BYU, man. Think about that. Living up there in that culture and doing, and then basically getting young Instant millionaire, wealthy, and you're dropping him in New York. And then he's also a guy that feeds into, he's an easily tabloid dude with, oh, he's allegedly his ex-girlfriend's mother or whatever. Come on, man. He just needs to get out of there because the owner don't want, and I'm tired of solid. Let's end it on this because I don't want to turn this into Jet. Or like I said, I only know one Jet fan. It's like only one Jet fan probably in the state of Texas. But what I will say is I'm tired of Salah. Oh, we're not ready to give up on him yet. We just think that we need to know, man. Yes, you are. But you know what? Credit to the Jets, though. The one thing I will credit, is it necessary that you need to wait three years or four years to say, man, we missed on that pick. It didn't work. I told you, man, GMs, it's hard. They got egos. It's hard for them to admit, especially at that position, that they got it wrong or they feel they got it wrong. So you got to give them some credit in regards to that because there's some teams that just sit there. No, he's all right. Three or four years until they got to clean house and get your ass out of there. 877-374-7463. Another thing I wanted to touch on because I do want to get back to NBA. Um, a couple other things I want to touch on in the uh, National Football League um, is in regards to, again, well, two things. I wanted to touch on the Lamar Jackson thing again because that's that's heating up in regards. I told you yesterday about the thing to Miami and all that. Uh, but I think there's a way that the people are not too much looking, which I like to hire, but the, there's a way you can look at this new offensive coordinator hire with the Ravens. I'll touch on that here in a minute. But let's talk about LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy, he's part of the media now. He's another athlete that probably dogged the media when they were playing. Oh, man, you mean the people are dumb. Y'all don't know what you're talking about, but as soon as they ask, can't play no more, nobody picking them up. Or you develop a little boiler like LaShawn has and don't have to worry about being in shape. Until you want to run and get that easy paycheck. Well, LaShawn has been at it again. He's kicked up dust, and he really, you talk about 
black on black crime. I mean, he really just neutered Eric B. Do you have some of the quotes and everything that he said, Jonas? Well, what he said is he wishes Bienemy well, but Washington don't. Uh, but Washington don't let the Chiefs' success or coaching titles fool y'all. The traits or skills you need to be a good coordinator, I haven't seen or witnessed it. Of course, Lashawn McCoy did play with and win a Super Bowl with um, the Kansas City Chiefs under Bienemy. Um, but it didn't. It's not like he really. Found his fit there. He no, rode the bench. No. I mean, he was a Melvin Gordon on. No, exactly. I'm saying I was just <laughs> you stole my thunder. I was about, he about to do as much contribute much as Melvin Gordon did. But go ahead. Um, but then, so now you have team uh, players, former players that played under B enemy, uh, coming out uh, in defense of the coach, uh, Jamal Charles, UT zone. Um, I have I have to disagree with you, Shady. B enemy coached me four years. Uh, I learned so many things from EB, and I still keep in contact with him. A great husband and father. He deserves to be a head coach. Tyreek Hill attacking another uh, former chief player. He got into it with Juju the other the other week. Uh, Shady, mad, EB told him, tuck that ball. Meaning, like, you know, Casey Robb messaged me something like that last night in regards to Eric B., um, you know, really getting on about the fumbles. First of all, LaShawn McCoy, I said this the last time he got it. He's bitter. Um, I don't know what they, what he thought the role was going to be. I don't know if he thought because, hey, Andy had me over here. What I don't know what the deal may be, but he was, so, he was so crushed that he wasn't more part of that championship team and what they did, and he didn't get many carries. But what you didn't mention in that same breath as he's going on on this platform, this show that he has, is that he said, hey, at the very end, he said, hey, I'm rooting for him because I want to see black coaches go ahead and succeed. Well, really, LaShawn, do you really mean that, man? Because at the end of the day, you just fed into the stereotype, the stuff that I've been saying. But I'm radio guy. I'm nobody. You've been in that locker room. You've been in NFL locker rooms. And for you to sit there, it's one thing for a fan, a Kansas City fan, a radio guy to say, man, Andy Reid deserves all the credit. But coming from a player that's sitting there that was coach, and I do believe LaShawn McCoy does have an axe to grind with the Kansas City Chiefs and that whole staff. You know, um, I believe that this is part of the reason, the only thing that makes sense why you would make a lateral move at a position and go from one stable organization, probably doing it the best in the NFL out of everybody right now, all 32 teams. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are proving that, you know, and I'm not just going to, oh, well, they got Patrick. No. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of people who had a chance to go get Patrick. Chicago passed on Patrick, if I'm not mistaken. It, it ain't about, you got to give credit for who saw it, who saw, knew the coach they had. I'm not one of those to describe like, oh, well, they got Patrick. No, it's more than that. Okay. It's getting old. Something's got to be done by it. It's getting on my nerves, but I'm not going to be no player hater ball. It, it, they, right now, are doing it at the front office and the ownership, and it's coming down. And Kansas City has paid their dues. They've had some heartbreaks. Okay. But the bottom line is, is that he's got an axe. So if you go from one of the best ran or not the best ran organization right now in football to a team that's in the middle of a sale being conducted by Bank of America, it has to be really for one thing. Well, two things. One, you just can't be in the same room as Patrick Mahomes anymore. And number two, 
I'm not going to get any credit for any. I don't care. We can go win two more Super Bowls and I can be on this sideline with my beanie on and headset and basically just sitting there like the way he's getting treated. Obviously, like Andy's got the play sheet. Like Eric B enemies there to remind me of damn near Millie Vanilli. He's a lip syncing. I didn't play in the league. I in the locker room. I can say that. The truth of the matter is he just limp seeking. But if he's ever going to get a gig, he's got to take that commander's team, that dysfunctional organization that's in the middle of a cell, which I'll be happy for Washington fans once Snyder gets the hell out of there. Because Washington has some diehard fans. They, I mean, that's you're talking about going back to the Hogs. There used to be a waiting list to get tickets in Washington. The old RFK, even the new FedEx. It's not they they have take it's it's turned into Qualcomm. When when the Chargers the just the visiting team just come in and take over, that's what watch, that's what FedEx feels. So I'm be happy to get Snyder's ass out there and get some new ownership. But it's still dysfunctional. So if you do that lateral move and it's not for a coaching job, that lets you know there's only those two things. He's gotta he's gotta take that and he's gotta get it going. I don't they got Howell over there. I don't know what the hell's gonna happen with Carson Wentz. We know Heineke's done over there. He's got some challenges. Okay? He's got some challenges, but we'll see. 877-374-7463. Real quick before we go back to the NBA. Did you have something you wanted to add? Okay. Let, real quick in the NFL, Lamar Jackson. Um, I told you there was rumors out there about the Miami situation that there, you know, could it be a trade for Lamar with, you know, Tua? I think all Tua has to do is learn how to fall. Tua, the way that team is structured, I believe it fits better for Tua. Look, I just want to say this again. You know, Lamar Jackson, if you cannot, like, he's a hell of a player. And he's got a hell of a skill set, okay? And even the new offensive coordinator coming from Georgia, what's my man's name? Uh, Todd Monken. Todd Monken, okay? Been in the NFL before. He was the coordinator in Georgia. We see what he did, you know, with their quarterback situation. Okay. I feel that, you know, he's a very, even he said he has a skill, a special skill set. If you're going to trade for him, you really have to cater a offensive talent and line and system around him that utilize his strength and his strength right now, even though I don't think he gets the credit for his passing that he deserves. And first of all, all he's really had to throw to is heat. That's it. Hollywood Brown. What? Because he was related to Antonio Brown. He was, he was borderline a bust in Baltimore. They haven't. They they try to get older receivers at the end to come in. He hasn't really had the weapons around him, but he's, he doesn't get enough credit for his passing. But his strength is still the threat with his leg in a read run option type of system. So bringing it full circle, I think Tom, this higher and offensive coordinator, he's speaking highly of Lamar. There's reports that said they asked him, "Hey, what's your vision of this offense going in the future?" They asked him for his input. All is great. I said it doesn't mean that he's getting a deal and he's getting his guaranteed money because this is all what this is about is the guaranteed money that the Cleveland Browns screwed up for everyone. The bottom line is this hire with the coordinator. I'm looking at the other way. Wonder if this is them. Hey, this is insurance because we might have to be changing things around here to where we might have to go ahead and get a quote unquote pocket slash 
athletic quarterback that might not be as fast, might not be as we can run similar to things and utilize the way the team is structured right now that we do with Lamar Jackson if we have to trade him. This all comes down to how patient Lamar Jackson wants to be with the Baltimore Ravens. He has more leverage than what people think. And the reality of it is that you can count on one hand in the NFL at that position if they say, I want out, don't matter. And in contract, you can tag them. You got to get them out. And Lamar's on that list. And, and I feel bad for him because I know there's guys that put on that uniform and it's a job just like a job you're at listening to me right now or me clocking in doing this. Jonas, it's a job to some guys. And they just, by the team they're drafted, that's the way they go to work. Lamar is a Raven. He wants to be a Raven. But it comes to a point where every man has his breaking point. And I think this past season, Lamar put their ass on notice because if he got paid, Lamar would have been there for that. First of all, he would have been back with probably about two weeks left to play in the regular season. He would have been there for that playoff. So this is, to me, there's always one or two stories that dominate the offseason NFL once the confetti drops. It's been like that now probably for really in the last five years, the way the league is covered all the way around globally. This Lamar Jackson situation, I will tell you right now, without even thinking about it, just freestyling top of the dome, this is 1A story this offseason. And don't think it's just over when the tag comes down because they're going to have to tag him. And it's going to put him, but it ain't over then because if Lamar says, hey, you can tag me, but I ain't showing up to camp. I want out. We've got about 15, maybe about 8 to 10 without thinking and listen to what I just said. You'll have about 10 to 15, maybe 20 GMs calling the Ravens. What do y'all want? What do you want? You want the one? You want the two? Hell, Chicago might say, well, damn, you know, we were just bluffing. We're going to stick with Justin Fields, but damn, okay, we'll give you Justin. You want the one plus Justin for Lamar? Can you imagine what the Jets would do for Lamar Jackson? Now, I doubt it. The Ravens, I have a I have a philosophy, man. Unless you just a dumbass GM, you do not trade a quarterback. Even with what you ever think of Lamar Jackson, well, you think you can win a Super Bowl with him or not. You don't trade a caliber player like that within the conference. But can you imagine what the Jets could do or what they would give up to get Lamar? This is the story of the offseason. I'll let you know what one B is, but that's the one A off the top. Last point before we switch into the NBA, Brock Purdy has to have his surgery delayed. He has swelling in the elbow. I told you all after they got beat by the Eagles. The 49ers, the, the John Lynch and Mike Shanahan era, remember they were hired at the same year, the same time, both given the same length of contracts. Their tenure has been about one thing and one thing only. We can't keep a quarterback, cannot stay healthy for us. They've had Super Bowl teams and Super Bowl rosters, and at the wrong time, whether it's Jimmy's knee, Jimmy's ankle, Brock's elbow, the wheels fall off. This adds more spice to their offseason of what do you do? What can we do? Because to me, with Brock, this is kind of a concern. I mean, we've got six months before we play a football game. 
But it does make a concern that if it's had to be pushed out because there's still swelling in that. So that's something to look for as well also. 877-374-7463. All right. So switching gears to the National Basketball Association. I know we're coming up on break. Uh, This happened yesterday while we were on air. But Nate McMillan out as the coach of the Atlanta Hawks. Look, been talking about this in this time slot on this particular show for weeks now. I didn't think I didn't know if he was going to be fired during the season, but I know he wasn't coming back as coach for them. And it was a possibility that he could get let go because looking at that team, they're sub 500 in the Eastern Conference. And I will add to that when we get back from this break. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 877-374-7463. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind Nobody, I can't keep living like this. I can't. I tell her what it is and I tell her what it ain't. She know that I've been all on the walls like I paint. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jodas Clark, producing spinning the one and twos, 877-374-7463. Today's show was presented by Dosekis. All right, and we have been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this last segment of the day, it's going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail. And that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own alcohol. And also keep in mind, Zing Zang wants to let you know, which I kind of forgot until today, this morning, but it's National Margarita Day. Oh, yeah. All right, National Margarita Day. And... Zing Zang wants to let you know to make sure you try out their pre-made margarita mix drink as well. Tastes delicious. Try it out. All right. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports crime. Um, 
Anyway. What a great day, way to have your birthday, Cal, on National Margarita Day. Yeah, but, you know, I forgot about that because, again, I was trying to choose where the fam, where we were going out to eat for dinner because that's all I ever do for my birthday is no, like, now maybe when I hit 50, if I live past any day, that's February 22nd, 2025, 6, 7, you know, if I don't go my wish, I can't say that's my wish. But I couldn't go and be that weird to like your tombstone says 77, 22nd, expired, 20. I mean, that probably would suck for the family afterwards. But anyway, I was going to, you know, where we were going to go eat. And I had told AC, I was like, look, man, I've been, I've, you know, through the past summer or whatever, I've really laid off the Mexican food. That's why I was able to get in better shape. But of late, it's kind of started to come back. And I was like, you know what, man? No, I can't I can't do that. Let's go somewhere else. But then when I found out it was National Margarita Day, I'm like, you know what? Because when you go when you go eat Mexican food or you go to Mexican restaurants, they may it's those are the real margaritas. Like it's hard for me to order a margarita from like I don't know, like a Chili's. I don't even go there, but I'm just giving you an example, like, or like a, a steak place, anywhere bar, like you, real margaritas. I don't know about anywhere else. I can only speak of the 210. They usually real margaritas are really from Mexican restaurant because the other bars, they either make them too sweet. They to put too much stuff in it. It's just like, no, you know, but anyway, that's I didn't why know if, it you was go, if you go there and you're ordering a drink at a mm-hmm. non-traditional, make sure to ask for Zing Zang. Oh, of course. You know what? Uh, and, I, and I got a, a text from one of my uh, regular establishments like, hey, today's National Margarita. You want to come in? We'll reserve you. I'm like, you know what? No, I can't do that. It's too much. But And also, it's just like, damn, I've also told you, like, what? Can, who determines this stuff? We've got like a national, like the other day was Love Your Pet. They're like, who determines this stuff? I mean, it's bad enough you got like you got I guess it's uh, up in London. Is it the Brits or we've got this whole discussion on a four day work week now? They've got, I was looking at CNN last night. They got studies about like, well, you know, this four day work week, they've said, hey, it's less stress. distance. I'm like, look, man, this is crazy. And, and, and due to the fact that people are talking over here about is this something that we should go to and all this? It's crazy, man. Include everybody. 70% of the people even listening to me right now through the course of the last 18 months have complained and bitched about how there's a shortage everywhere, that there's no service, no one wants to work. And now we're talking about a four-day work week. And to me, I don't see how you sell that because at the end of the day, like what? I only got four days I want to go to the bank? I know some banks open a weekend out. What, like a holiday? Like every week is a three I don't see how they do it. I think they've already done it or experimented with up there. But I'm like, we've gone from not enough workers. Nobody wants to work. We got to pay drive-throughs. Got to pay thirty dollars an hour to get young guy, young people in college just to go work. But now we're talking about the advantages of just going to a four-day work week. Well, if you take the fact of a four-day work week and you factor in inflation and the rising cost of everything, that gives you three days to go get a side hustle. Then you can go work the drive-through for three days because you're only, you're only at the office for four. Okay, but but wouldn't most practices, other than like you know, again banks and stuff that close down for federal holidays, everybody's got to honor that now we don't, we don't work five days a week. Like technically, there's a three. We have a now weekend lasts for three days, 
And I heard that the way they were, I don't want to get too much into it, but I heard they were experimenting where there's certain industries, they were given the option to be like, hey, you can be off Friday or you can come in or you can be off Monday. Either way, it's a three-day weekend, but I'm like, man, the, the world is, I don't know, man, things are going crazy, you know? You're not wrong there. It's the youth, man. It's the youth. I'm telling you, it's this generation just getting too smart for everything, you know? I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting older, but that's just the way it is. They don't want to um, work, and they don't want to play defense. Yeah, and speaking of not playing defense, that's the real – I mean, let's talk about it. Let Nate, Nate McMillan – Fired yesterday. They are two games. They're they're sub five hundred in the Eastern Conference. This was told to me that this was the best backcourt in basketball, not the East, in basketball. Once they acquired Dejounte Murray from the two one zero, and it is so obvious from the reports of last year. Well, when they made the playoffs, we found out that. Trey was fined. I don't know what the amount was, but the organization fined him because he chose not to take a plane, a trip back with the team playing from Miami during a playoff series. He didn't let the team know they fined him for that. And I think the relationship started to soil. And I and this is the challenges for old school coaches like Nate McMillan. I've never been a big Nate McMillan fan because I figured Nate can win you some games, but he just can't get you over the hump. That's why he was let go in Indiana. That's why he was let go in Portland. I mean, and Nate is one of the coaches that has gotten opportunities, multiple opportunities, one of the brothers has gotten multiple opportunities. But the truth of the matter is, is that the challenge that these old coaches are up against is these youth, man, they come from AU. They have a lot of coaches in their year in their ear growing up. Like Trey, he went to Norman, he went to Oklahoma, you know, was one and done. You know, these they 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 will tune you out quickly. And they know it's you before them. But I'm gonna tell you this right now. The pressure is on Trey going forward. Like the word is out. He got Nate McMillan fired. Anybody that pays attention to what's going on. Make it a rain. I don't know what the hell happened. Okay. Didn't have this in San Antonio. No, they don't, DeJounte. No, we don't. Okay. But the truth of the matter is the pressure's on Trey. Trey's in my doghouse a little bit because I think, again, he's another one that needs to chill out, feeling himself a little too much. You know, he got his notoriety, the whole, oh, I'm against the guard and the Knicks. The fans hate me. I'm going to, you know, do my, you know, hawk little shiver, whatever the hell he does at the center court. All this stuff, he started to feel himself, but the pressure's on him now, buddy, because in the history of the NBA, when you run coaches out, it's on you. You can go ask some of the greats. Now, the rumor has it is that Atlanta – has Coach Snyder, former Utah coach, comes from the pop tree. I want it. I I love to have Snyder take over after Pop's done, but but the rumor has it that's who they're targeting. They're going after him. Now we know times have changed when you're talking about bringing coaches in after the halfway point of the season. Even it used to be that intern coach will let him ride out. We'll go get our coach in the offseason. From what I'm hearing, this could be a situation where they're bringing him in now with the thoughts of having him long-term. If I'm Snyder and I'm his agent, let's just say if I'm his agent, okay, and he signed a Sports Grind Entertainment Sports Agency, 
Might be calling it out one of these days. Okay. Hey, you started agents, get your tip. You got a license? No, but I grew up watching Arliss Michaels. I can do it. I'm telling Snyder, hey, man, I'm not saying Atlanta's a bad job. Wait. Wait. There's a coach up there in the city of brotherly love that's old school, too. And if he goes, if he comes up lame in the postseason, most likely he's gone. I'm speaking about the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, if you're Snyder, do you want to go coach Embiid and James Harden? Or do you want to coach DeJounte Murray and Trey? If I'm Snyder, I'm waiting because my name's going to be hot. When this season over, Snyder's, if he still wants to coach and everything I'm hearing, he wants to coach, his name is going to be hotter than Fish Creek. There you go, Michael Spar. That's number six on the show today. If you're counting, take a shot. Come on, man. I'm not, who are you coaching, Jonas? You, you want to coach DeJounte Murray or Trey, or would you take your chance? And I'm not just talking about Philly, but let's look. If the, if the 76ers don't get to the Eastern Conference Finals at least, and probably they need to get to the finals, Doc is probably – I don't see how they can bring Doc back. Doc will be gone. So that's one job I'm talking about. Chicago Bulls job might be open. They're going to get a pick. They're going to be uh, get a decent draft pick. What other job probably might going to be coming open if, they're, if things go well? Who knows? The job down here could be coming open. All right? Now, we've been saying that for like the last eight years, and it hasn't. But that could come open. Oh, and by the way, you might have the number one and number two over pick. Why would you want to go to Atlanta? And I'm not saying that Atlanta's a bad job, but just listen to me. Why would you join them now? F under five, a couple, uh, under sub 500 with one guy that can't even spell defense. Speaking of Trey, the other team is just basically, I mean, Clint Capella, all he's good for is alley oops. To Trey, I mean, when you know that you could probably have three to four jobs that you're that you're picking from, does it make sense what I'm saying? I mean, I, I just don't understand. Like again, Atlanta is interested in them. From what I've heard, it's possible that they could go after him to bring him in now. Because so, but my thing is, why would you take this job now? Just wait it out, man. We've got what, like what, thirty game, twenty to twenty five game, twenty to thirty games left. Somewhere around there. I mean, just wait it out, man. Just wait it out. I think the biggest reason why you would look at it and entertain it, Cal, is because you don't know that those other ones will open up. Like you talk about in the NFL, there's only 30 of these jobs. True. So, so being employed is a lot better than being unemployed. And the opportunity even to take it over, take it over on, a, on a short term, you do have some talent there to work with. Is the Sixers' job more attractive? Yeah. I think even more so than the Bulls. The Bulls don't own their pick in 2025. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, you know, you look at um, – uh, the, I mean, the Sixers, you have you have your control. The Spurs, sure, but like you said, Pops, you, you never know if he's really going to go. Uh, you look across the rest of the NBA and – there's just all the movement, the player movement. This was the most active trade deadline ever. Felt like it. Okay, and then we're moving second. The value of second-round picks now is where we're at because nobody has firsts because there's a few teams that have acquired all of them. It's terrible. Over the next few years because of the, because of the way 
the first round picks were treated. So I think that it really just comes down to I'd rather have a job. And if I'm Quinn Snyder and I'm looking at it, okay, it's going to be me and likely Ime Udoka. And Ime definitely has his own his own drama to deal yeah, with. Yeah, I don't know. So it, that's going to be the two big names if you're looking for a coach this year. At this upcoming offseason, and you're saying, okay, well, I could be the hottest commodity. I'll just go ahead and sign now. Now you get to get some familiarity, and you're already in the room. You're already in the front office, and you're talking. And, and, and there's, there's another Spurs connection there, too, because Landry Fields has been promoted within the Hawks organization. He comes from San Antonio. Hmm. Okay. Quinn Snyder comes from San Antonio. And Landry Fields more or less comes from Austin with the Austin Spurs. Right. So there's a lot of connection in there. And I think that I'd rather have a job. And that's why I'd look at it. Because I don't know that the other ones are going to open up. Does Doc get fired? I hear you. But if, if, you, if you're going that angle and it's just about getting Snyder a job and I'm an agent, go work at TNT. I'll, I'll fit you in somewhere at TNT. Go work at NBA and TV. If it's about keeping a paycheck, I can't look. Stars in the NBA is kind of really what makes you win. Okay. And you got two of them in Atlanta. Are they superstars? Or are they all stars? I, I, I mean, they're all stars. Well, I'll tell you right now, I think DeJounte has, and I love DeJounte when Spurs drafted him out of Washington, watched him a lot at Pac 12 basketball when he was a Husky. But I will tell you that he's not he's not close yet to being a superstar. He's borderline. I don't even know if he's – I mean, he's supposed to be a consistent all-star, but there's a difference between superstars and all-stars and just role players. DeJounte is, has the potential to be a superstar, but right now he's barely even a consistent um, all-star. And Trey is just – Trey needs to mature. I mean, I just feel that, you know, it's he, again, he needs to be committed. I mean, obviously the guy, the kid has mimicked his game off of Stephen Curry. Well, one of the things he need to mimic is the fact that Steph said, hey, I've got to put on about 10 or 15 pounds of muscle, and I've got to pretty much go ahead and try to play some defense. So to bring it back full circle, I'm rather – they're younger, DeJounte and Trey, but I'll take a little bit youth, and I'd rather coach Embiid and James Harden or whoever else comes up. I, that's just if my – if this opens. But if you're taking your angle – because this whole take from me about Snyder was about that. Whether it's Sixers, whoever, Bulls, he's going to have, I believe, an opportunity, whether it's next year or whatever. He's too young still. He's too good of a coach. And trust me, what free agents were breaking down their neck to go play in Utah? Nobody. And it's always been like that. They have the same challenges that the Spurs have. That's just my opinion. 877-374-7463. But I'll tell you one thing. Brooklyn's seen enough to give my man Vaughn an extension to, like, I think they gave it to us, 2026, 27, somewhere around there. Look, man, I mean, as Kyrie said, I left him in fourth place. I'm like, okay, Aaron Rodgers. Been listening to him too much, Kyrie. He said, hey, we left him in fourth place. Look. They got some nice pieces. They're similar to the team. Not as good as I don't think, but they're close to the team that was there prior than Kyrie and KD showing up. And Jock Vaughn, I said it then, he is the perfect situation to get these young guys and keep it going. And evidently he is so – keep in mind, since he took over for Steve Nash, I think he's 33 and some change 
like maybe 10 or something like that. But now, granted, you got Kyrie Irving then. And He's 32 Katie, and 19. 32 and 19. There you go. 30 and some change. But the truth of the matter is, yeah, you got Katie, you got Kyrie. Let's see what he does. They've been competitive since they left. I will be paying attention to Jock Bond in the Nets second half to see if they can hold on to a playoff spot. But they believe in him. They got it done. Okay. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see how that goes. 877-374-7463. One thing I didn't get a chance to get into today, and I see Adam Martinez checking in saying, hey, happy birthday, Calvin. Don't think you were wrong with the Malone question. He doesn't seem like a nice guy. Wouldn't want to hang out with him. Thanks for the wishes, Adam Martinez. Yeah, I don't think prior to what we talked about yesterday, Malone hasn't been liked by too many people around the league. I mean, unless you're up in Utah, he's always had a reputation of being dirty or what so have you. Um, I didn't want, if you hadn't had a chance to, I was going to touch on it, but Mookie Betts had some interesting takes in an L.A. Times article about the championship the world series uh that they won in boston about sign stealing i think the astros fans go read it i don't have enough time to get into it today but i do feel like astro fans have a way to feel a certain way with that and let me tell you something um jeremy pena the shortstop for the astros the one that made ask astro why are we getting rid of carlos career what the hell yeah this kid had made you forget about carlos creator that kid had showed up and looked like he had about 15 20 pounds of muscle in the offseason Excuse me. Go look at him. And somewhere, D, uh, DK Metcalf, hey, man, is somebody going to show up his door? Hey, don't want to say anything, but the kid is the truth. I think he's going to be a generational talent at shortstop. Go look at him, man. The dude picked up 15, 20 pounds a month. I know things happen when you're younger, but come on, man. Come on. Well, no, I'm pretty sure it's legit. I like the kid. He can ball, man. Already got a World Series under his belt. Special thanks to producer of the show, Jonas Clark. San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you at the snooze button, before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.